Hey, babe, you know what my favorite meme is at the moment? What is it? It's um, it's all of these like old farts like us jamming out to a 17-year-old girl's <laughs> high school <laughs> album. Yo, it's everything I wanted to feel at the time, just fucking 12 years later. <laughs> <laughs> been a while but yeah it, it has um i was almost gonna like fall asleep through this episode yeah too. you're <laughs> still tired well you were sleeping and I then i was watching tiktoks down. and then i was like oh i guess we're not recording tonight and then you reminded me that we didn't do it last week see so. here's the thing i follow through and i come in the clutch you know what i mean you couldn't you disappeared like mitch marner last week <laughs> we should we have a lot no. to catch up on yeah. in the last two weeks so okay. i'm sorry guys that we couldn't um uh record last week because lily like understandably it was last week was what it was um wednesday fell on the second yes and it was very busy yeah super busy that's month yeah. end um, was it the second it was the sec- it was the third second or third the 31st was monday right 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 yeah so it was so the Tuesday, second wednesday yeah. yeah this is the second um see don't even know my days <laughs> they're all blending together for you um, um yeah. we a lot has happened actually i already lost track of the dates i don't know i don't remember where the leafs stood two wednesdays ago when we recorded but um quick summary a lot has happened in the two weeks but and, and the least important of which is is the leafs um because obviously I was I already kind of oh my god we didn't even talk about John Tavares we did didn't we did we yeah we said that you said I don't even care about the games anymore. But did we say that on a podcast I'm pretty sure you did okay well in case I didn't I don't I did not care about what happened to the Leafs after they lost game one because John Tavares suffered like oh my god we totally did yeah. I don't remember yeah and he suffered that gruesome was, injury and then it was three games in a row winning the Leafs, I fucking hate them because when I say I don't care anymore because the health of John Tavares. <laughs> oh right, because I made the ninety-one dollar yeah. donation. Yeah. Yes. Um, and um, I stopped caring because the health of a human being comes first, always. So then these fucking assholes had to win three straight games and give us hope that they might actually win a first round series well, against a long-standing rival. They've beaten them seven out of ten. Yeah, seven out of ten times in the regular season. season. And, you know, overall, we're just a better team than the Habs. Uh, And lo and behold, game five, we lost that. Okay. But we're like, okay, fine. One loss. You you can have the one loss. It's fine. Yeah. Game six is is essentially the clincher. Because if they are up 3-1 in the series, 3-2 in the series, yeah. Three two in the Three, series. Two in the series they need to clinch it. And what do they do? They lost. They fucking blew it. And they lost their number one defenseman in the process. If they couldn't win game five, they should have or they should have won game five and otherwise that injury wouldn't have happened. But anyways, once they lost game six, you saw me. Well okay. I didn't care. <laughs> once you win three games, every game is a clincher. Don't you wanna be like winning your series as soon as possible so you can rest and like the reset Jets your mind the Oilers yeah like they needed to like, you just want to go right just, you yeah. just want to get to the cup sooner but no they don't want to do that but anyways yeah obviously the Leafs lost yeah we're not going to talk about the Leafs we're not a Leafs podcast but <laughs> what I will just say we spent a lot of time talking about oh, the Leafs it's already been three and a half minutes um <laughs> what I will say is that um the Habs proceeded to sweep the Jets I know so the Leafs if they won they had a fucking cakewalk to the conference final wow. and it turns out Vegas is actually up on Colorado right now which is strange. Which is strange. Here's another strange Wait, thing. Wait, what is it? 3-2? It's 3-2 in the series right mm. now. Um, here's another strange thing. I think right now, I haven't checked in, but the Islanders are currently up 4-2 in the game against the Boston Bruins, and they could potentially beat the Boston Bruins, like eliminate them tonight. Mm. Uh, so we could have a final four. Everybody's brackets are messed up. Mm-hmm. And I'm kinda, I kind of like that about hockey now. Because normally you can kind of predict which teams go on. 
except the Leafs because hey, two on years paper, ago Tampa better. was 120 points on the season, and then they yeah. uh, fucking got they got, got swept, swept by Columbus. So. Yeah. <laughs> Enough about hockey. We I just wanted to uh, address that because it happened. Um, what else has happened? More important things have happened since then, though. Um, but unfortunately tragic things have happened um in the past two weeks um if yeah so i guess uh i'm not did we bring it up last time uh when we had spoken about uh the residential schools where uh 215 um kids bodies were found i think that happened on i think it was like the thursday so it would have been right after we recorded yeah gotcha yeah um so that was discovered and yep. it didn't blow up as big as it should have in the first few days. It should have. We're talking about 215 right. Canadians. Like people Kamloops. are just like, oh, like this happened. But it's like, no, like you need to understand like the severity of that. Yeah. Because some people I think I even read that are just like, oh, how do you how do you not know that this is just a cemetery or whatever? And it's like this was a place of a residential school. Yeah where it was cultural genocide right yeah. um and kids kids children they're being taken away from their homes and their families mm-hmm. and all these families could do was just like first of all nothing they could do nothing and just assume that their children are are missing or dead well and it turns out all 215 which were is just dead, yeah it's just right? absolutely horrific Here's the thing that I've hated, and again, we have a lot to get through, so I, I want to give this the moment it, it deserves, but we do got to move on. Um, but like, I do want to talk about this, because um, if you see the response, first of all, I, like this is kind of like whataboutism, but if you see other countries dealing with similar things, mm-hmm. unmarked, uh, unidentified bodies that based on circumstantial evidence you assume are these uh children the bodies of children that were taken away from their families aboriginal children if this were as any other country they would have like moments of silence they would have like you know half flags at half mass there would be some serious response and there, there should be response on an international level but what we've seen since is just people kind of um they're like they're like downplaying it significantly by saying, "Oh, what a dark chapter!" Like in they, Canadian they, history. yeah, they're making it sounding like as if it's like something in the past. We have people alive who've experienced that, right? And they're not even old people either. Yeah, right. It's not well, like when like Barack Obama, um, when he won the presidency, he pulled up like this one hundred four year old woman, like she lived and experienced slavery. Like yeah. this is these are like people that are like. You know, like middle-aged people. Yeah. And they're like, they've lost their brothers and sisters because of this. Well, the last residential school closed only in 1996, I believe it was. Yeah. Right? So it, it just blows my mind because they, like, people that are diminishing, like, the, you know, um, the validity of, or, like, I guess the, um, I don't know, maybe just belittling it, or maybe that's the wrong word, but you, you know what I'm trying to say. Um, downplaying the the tragedy of this also like forget to realize that like you know yes it's a part of our quotations history but were you ever taught this in school because i i don't like i don't recall being taught about residential school like obviously we taught we were taught about like aboriginal communities and natives yeah but, they took us to like uh what's that the, the pioneer village the one that we went well, on pioneer village through. is different <laughs> no but, but like they like but they they're like oh these people existed this is their land right 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 we and, went to the place where they had the teepees and they talk and the, about the actual you know um yeah the like the good, the good good thing about like the the history but i don't recall like being you know in grade yeah, five they're like oh these school. people were here and this is the their way of life, and then, and then there's something happened. Now they're no longer here, right? Like, um, that's that's how they handled it. And it's only now because we were in school. Funnily enough, tonight we were we were prom was nine years ago tonight. Yeah. We Last we night, yeah. it's only ten, but we would have been leaving already <laughs> from our prom. We left at nine. 
We left at nine. Okay, yeah. so we would have been in bed by now, and because what? It's like school the next day. I don't know. No, we went to an after party, but uh, um, digressing. What um, I'm saying is, like, in school, this no, this wasn't mentioned, but Kale, uh, you know, your goddaughter, uh, they do that now. Like they're starting to address it now. Like, oh, you know, we are uh, blessed to be uh, on this land that whose yeah. rightful owners. I forget. She can yeah. actually recite it from yeah. memory, which mm-hmm. is great. But they're only doing that now. Well, n- no. What I mean is, like, I like we weren't taught the, I guess you would say, like, the dark side of history for, yeah. um, you know, um, residential schools and stuff. And clearly because they wanted to, one, erase that part to make it seem like Canada's a great place to be. But... I feel like Canada has so much to do in terms of, like, healing and, like, you know, um, owing and redeeming those that are from those communities. Because not only did we wipe out them culturally, it was done. Like, it's it's so sad sad to think that they did it purposely with these kids. Well, that's exactly it. Comply. Assimilate. Um... They are assimilation camps. You're asking camps. people. <sighs> Assimilate or be killed. They're plain and simple. Like that. What kind of. That's not humanity at all. And that is Canada. You know, on, a, on an international level, it's. Oh, Canada's are so, Canada, Canadians are so polite. Whoa, what a lovely place. Socialism. Healthcare. Anybody can come here and, and live a dream or whatever. It certainly helped work with my family and yours. But. Like and but it's all because like because they're covering or sweeping all of this real like disgusting shit under the rug. Well, that's and it's thing, still right? happening because that leads to our next story. Well, it's not even that it's still happening, but it's also like, you know, these um, reservations don't even have proper clean water to this day, right? And just last year, um, they were threatening the Canadian the government. They were threatening to run people over with tanks. Um, because they were protesting the like the, the, the pipelines, right? Oh, the, oh and no, the sorry. fishing. There too. was a, okay. Well, sorry, that wasn't the government that were doing the fishing, but um, it was just people like um, just on on the reservation land, like trying to block those people from fishing. It was oh, well, it was, government it was a certainly mess. didn't help. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Short end of the state. and what kind of you know? There's no statement that you can put out to absolve this. Right, um, there is no proper statement though, because anything you say is is already too late, and it's not about saying; it's about doing. Um, Right, and I feel like there's a large lack thereof right now. Well, it's it's start like what what can they do? They can't do anything. That's a write off. They can't make up for it. But what the the I feel like the first step someone has to do is take responsibility for it. You know, like it was, it like it was on a on an institutional level, you know, that these things existed. And in fact, um, I know Trudeau tried calling out the Catholic Church. Yeah, he wanted the because it was the Canadian Archbishop of the Roman Catholic Church that like uh, was publicly in favor of res- uh, residential schools and things like that. Right. And that we have to eradicate this culture. Like there was actually a quote in like a newspaper from mm-hmm. the, from like the eighties, the eighties, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, is it like, what the hell is it? Is it because Canada has this great, um, pers- perception that like, it is like allowing these people to say, Oh, we can't possibly be as bad as Americans or something like that so that they can, they can get away with this sort of thing. Like what, what is the, the psychology here i don't get it because it leads to the other story yeah is the unfortunate okay wait, before we get to the other story okay there going. is the uh, like on on top of the topic of of um you know the residential schools and stuff people are calling to cancel canada day this year mm. because what is there to celebrate um especially with the discovery of of this this year you know what i mean yeah like unless things are going to be properly done which i don't you know it's june 9th and nothing of substantial or or nothing of substance has been done to help these communities 
that I think, yeah, you know, it, it makes you, it makes you think twice. It really does make you think twice. Um, yeah, I never understood it though. What did we celebrate as Canadians anyway? Like, well, I think for us, we come from a we weren't of- Americans. You know, we didn't like fight for our freedom. I I kind of do like the history like of American Revolution uh, and the Revolutionary War, but can, Canada just kind of decided to draft a letter. Yeah, when you when you take a <laughs> you look at it mean? that way, sure. But like yeah. the reasons why like. I personally celebrated Canada before is that, you know, my family were refugees. You know, mm-hmm. they, they came here with literally the same old saying with their clothes on their back. You know what I mean? Yeah. They were very, very fortunate to be, to be sponsored by the uh, families of the Rotary Club here. Yeah. Um, so, you big know, ups to the Rotary Club. Yeah, big ups to the Rotary <laughs> Club. <laughs> so, Rotary Club. Um, I miss Ribfest. Yeah. <laughs> Off topic. My family is just is extremely grateful to to have been you know um, sponsored and to be given this, the opportunity to live here. So uh, every chance that like we've got growing up, we've always been taught to be grateful for what we have, right? Yeah. Um, so that that's how like I saw it and how we celebrated Canada Day to be grateful that like we're here and you know not back home where it, where it was a communist time right well so. what, what do you think of it now knowing what you know it's a personal celebration it, it it's is a, it's like you you're le- celebrating less about canada and its founding and more that like let's celebrate um right it's, our like, it's like the way canada, that like i celebrate right? christmas where it's yeah. like you know it's not a religious thing for me it's more about spending time with my loved ones and yeah. you know having the break from from life <laughs> um but Canada Day as how it's supposed to be celebrated or what it's meant to be is is hard because the land was taken f- from these, you know, communities and we're just completely... Uh, there's just more and more things that come up to be, like, hurting It's them. a complicated relationship with a lot of days now. Like, I ha- as, yeah. as somebody who works for a company and... and, and that's on the american schedule the american thanksgiving that's that's like my favorite holiday <laughs> you know what i mean and that's shitty too um manifest destiny and whatnot yeah um and but like knowing what we know cuz it's like we've we've you know you've brought up the point it's like we've we've had we've come up with our own reasons to celebrate these these things um and knowing the origins of it does that change things and and that kind of connects with uh and because this connects to the story too is as you've probably heard of what's going on with ryerson university yeah right they're like taking down the egerton ryerson statue because um, he was or uh, pro residential schools and all that aka x university i think they're trying to go by right now i heard rogers university I think that's like a that's an actual name maybe they're trying to go for but yeah. right now they're they're calling it x university because they want to get rid of the name um but yeah like, think of whatever saying. you think about the company rogers the stuff that i know about ed rogers or ted mm-hmm. rogers man that guy is a is a self-made man <laughs> the family is uh i don't know what to think of them right now, but yeah, now but, but like ted rogers man like that's a guy that was just opportunistic yeah and that's a cool thing to celebrate. Yeah. But, like, people uh, people are complicated. And Egerton, Ryerson, I don't know much about them, but it's, like, that, the support of residential schools, like, pure evil, and, and people are done with them. Not even like, just supporting. Like, I think he was also, you know, a huge helping hand in, in creating a lot of them, too. Yeah. So, um, that... Th- you know the whole protest was already one and then vandalizing the statue was already a thing and then they they actually uh you know defaced it was a few weeks ago and then they they fully tore it down last week or even just a couple days ago yeah and i think they they uh beheaded him and threw him in lake ontario but i feel like this info is not new and so it's been left that statue's been left untouched for decades is it like do we just is it that we all see that's the thing right like Like it's like 
I, I personally didn't know that um, uh, he was the like uh, or had a huge part in in doing that in terms of like residential schools. Um, but the, surely there must have like and that's but, our, yes, that's but okay sh- for us. We're allowed to have a pass, right? Yeah. You'd agree. Like I don't know everything in the world, but I'm sure there was hundreds of people that knew then and they've all gone to ryerson and well that's the thing so there there are actual um uh, aboriginal and, and native um professors who, who right. are at the school and yeah. um clearly are aware yeah um but i think what's what has you know um just lit the fire or lit the match i would say is is the 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 findings of, of these children right sometimes that's enough isn't it because it's i don't know it makes me like get super emotional but it's like they're children yeah the young like uh, one of the youngest was like three years old i was gonna say i i read i had to read up on it um you know uh we find that uh most of most of the time i think it's children when they're seven to seven or nine that's when they get taken uh to be put into residential schools to be given that uh education re-education we'll say um so the fact that there were bodies of three-year-olds in the this mass grave and it's a mass grave it's not like it was like like that they found like different plots for each people like there were bodies stacked on top of bodies which means that um, this was like like a institutional thing because people right? were clearly aware of this happening. So and what what was... I'm saying is it wasn't just like a group of people that were finding these kids and killing them and like burying them. It was like these kids were assembled in some fashion, which is circumstantial evidence for them being at that school because it's also nearby. But what were what what were three year olds doing near the school? I, one can only assume that some of the older. Um, some of the older kids were were being sexually assaulted, right? And um, you know, it it it's it's a lot, right? And I think um, just gruesome. That's where uh, people who who have have especially sorry have especially been or are at Ryerson. I graduated from there, so it it makes you it doesn't make you feel good. Right? Why would you want to be, you know, a part of... I think people like to say that cancel culture is, like, a huge thing right now. But it runs deeper than that for things like this. And... Yeah, you don't get to minimize it by saying cancel culture. Cancel culture is, like, if you made a really bad joke. Right. And then... And some comedians, honestly, they have a right to be like, oh, there's cancel culture at it again. Right, I'm kind of on. I'm kind of back and forth on on that thing with cancel culture with regards to like some people's attitudes towards comedy. I know who you're, yeah. I but know. this is not cancel culture. This is not this cancel is, con- culture. This is this like is holding like, evil people or, or evil events accountable, right? And I think that's where it is. It's like we need to to hold people accountable because yeah. it's clear it's clear that the government doesn't want to take responsibility for it because then they're that's exactly what it is and that means they're saying that they're accountable for it mm-hmm. um so when the leaders of our country aren't helping i think it it lights a fire in people and, and how else can they do that without you know um i don't know like i don't i don't think it's i don't think it's technically violent in any way like i think them vandalizing and taking it down is it's is justified it's yeah a form of protest exactly um it's not like they they trashed the school you know what i mean like, like that's a different thing yeah but they took down what you know was supposed to be like a highly regarded figure of the school mm-hmm. it's a statue because it's a symbol at, at the yeah a symbol that's the word <laughs> um, it's been a tough week for you yeah it, it's just lily's rusty right <laughs> yeah that too um I think I think it was completely valid, and, and you know, um, good good on good on the people that did, um, and and yet still, it's it's like what else? What else can we do? Because now that that's happened, I feel like it was in the paper for two days, and, and it's kind of over now, you know. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Um. 
yeah we we all have complicated relationships with ideas or or totems or symbols of of the past i relate this kind of to like statues that america has of george washington because he's literally you know the first u.s president uh the general of the u.s revolutionary army but he was a slave owner but from all accounts he was an abolitionist he didn't want slaves but as per the you know prevailing uh, (laughs) prevailing economy at the time is that he had to have slaves in in mount vernon in um where's it vermont that's just the way it is but like knowing that he was a slave owner do you take down his statue i don't think i don't know if if Egerton ryerson did enough to overcome the fact that he was clearly very persistently pro residential schools and anti or or pro genocide i guess that's the best description right yeah like see i think one of the things that like um we struggle with today and i say we as like people yeah is we don't give a lot of people time to right their wrongs right um like everybody's like you're on a side or you're not like you know what i mean like you're for it or you're against it and it's like black and, white. and it's but it's not it's not yeah. like that but for a symbol or you know a person who is no longer living and something that's clearly happened way in the past you know clearly they can't you know yeah. right their wrongs and and that's that but that's where the accountability is is you know who, yeah, who takes it's... that who takes that on yeah uh. um but anyways, I digress about it. I've talked about it enough, so you, you go want to ahead. move on. Uh, the second part that you wanted to talk. Yeah, about. I was gonna say because clearly this isn't you know, it's a social problem in Canada. We're not nice. Actually, people would say Canadians are passive aggressive. I'd agree. We're not confrontational. People in New York, man, <laughs> they got a problem with you. Could be the wimpiest guy. They'll they'll call you out. It's amazing. Hey, I was walking here. Mm-hmm. What, you're not fucking from here? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I sound more Bostonian than <laughs> New York. Anyway, that's Canadians for your passive aggressive. And and they hide their hatred very well. And it's to this day. Because um since this was days ago, right? Since um our last podcast too. I think days it was ago, like four days ago. Yeah. Um a, there's a, a Muslim family uh in London, Ontario that uh were run over um as part of a hate crime not even hate just it. run over sorry they were brutally murdered yeah brutally murdered um a young family going for a walk their daily walk because daily the weather is getting better and you know we can finally yeah. leave our house for a little bit um and uh unfortunately four of the five family members have passed and the youngest is expected to survive um I don't know how he will emotionally and I think that's where the community is just uh breaking like uh, my heart is like aching for him because mm-hmm. not only was that his family that's that's literally three generations three generations it was um grandmother um 74 years old then you have Salman Alf- uh, Afzal 46 year old he's a physiotherapist Wife Medea Salman, PhD student, uh, and then the older sister Yumna Salman, fifteen years old. She's in grade nine. That's so sad. And and yeah, my heart breaks for the mm-hmm. nine-year-old little brother, who has no mom, dad, or sister. And they were killed by some twenty-year-old white kid. Racist. Racist. Um. Yo. I, just before we get this is like a development i didn't prepare for but fucking cp24 they've like we're like breaking new photos released of the uh they were like the accused uh accused uh murderer or something like that like well they didn't call him accused murderer they called him yeah not murder um accused um accused driver of yeah yeah (laughs) like they were like driver 
and it's um, like what <laughs> like yeah and i also hate when, when they're like um when they knew very clearly it was like um uh that it was like a premeditated attack that it wasn't like an accident. It was uh, they were like saying like, "Oh, uh, a car runs over family." But that's only you know like, I mean? like either that's only reported way later or in the bottom of the article. You know what yeah. I mean? It's not the headline that's supposed to grab you. Well, the headline yeah. should say "Premeditated Murderer." Yeah. You know, or or photos of the premeditated racist murderer. Yeah, but okay. So get back to my original point. It's like a picture of this fucking kid with a Jay's hat on holding a fish. Like he's like fishing. I didn't even see that when I saw him running the marathon. That's what. That's that what it too. Is. Yeah. Oh my god. What a star like. Don't athlete. they? Don't they already have his like mug shots? Like, yeah, post can't the you? Fucking mug shots. He's twenty. You... What's what's like the protecting his rights as a child? Like that's he's he's twenty years old. Far too young to. Um, I think I I don't know. Maybe this is dumb. I feel like racism is a learned experience. It I was really just gonna is. say. Like, nurtured some or nature people, like what, what do you it's definitely nurture yeah like i feel like there are people that come to be to come to be racist uh through experiences with 100 with, pe- with like groups of people and then it, like that just sucks that's just like a, it should be a small sample size but like some people become racist because they get screwed by like a group of people blah 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 but 20 years old i feel like you haven't had enough of those experiences that's taught i was literally gonna say i'm like I'm not trying to say he's, you know, not accountable for his actions because clearly he fucking yeah. is, but he's young. I yeah. wasn't, I actually wasn't prepared to realize, like, to see how I was how expecting young some dude, was. like, some old dude, you know, and when they said that, uh, when they said that this family was run over by somebody in a truck, I was thinking, like, a boomer. Oh, I was you thinking, like... You know, like, a like, trade Nylander mm, with Oakley sunglasses type, type of boomer. I was thinking, like, a dude in his, like, mid-30s with a, with a you know dad glasses sure that's what some i was shit thinking like that right but some fucking when i insult. saw that he was 20 yeah i was like yeah you know he's coming from a family that clearly taught him whatever they did and wh- what what was his <sighs> I, it just pissed me. like what the fuck were they doing like they were they were they were walking um they were just having a fucking walk as a family what, what what is a, a group of people with their grandmother there how are they being hostile and like what i'm i'm p- picking at the wrong wrong straw for a reason here it's I just know, like I know. so you know you can hate people i mean you shouldn't but you can hate people if you want and i think people but you know what, yeah. what are they doing to you you know these people are sorry the murderers yeah are narcissists and this is what this is this is why i love like listening to true crime podcasts and like reading about true crime and watching true crime because it's not only not only do obviously your your heart goes out to the to the victims right but it's just so intriguing to me like what goes on in these murderers minds Mm -hmm. like how is it because people you know what we're humans we're gonna be pissed off at some things that other people do yes but where does it go from i hate you like get out of my face to i'm gonna run you over like what is that switch you know what i mean and 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 knowing the consequences of your of your like your freak out like that when you switch do you get to that point where do you like where's your opportunity cost um overlap like exceeding the fact that like this is definitely um like the end of your life as a free person right and that you have to do this and run over and kill this family i'm thinking about like what is it in you that's like literally driving you to kill another human being like i don't i don't understand it which is why it's so intriguing to me and the the part of it is that they're so narcissistic that they they think everything's about them yeah, so, like they're the main character, and and that's like a, a a boss battle in a video game that they have to beat. Or like, or if oh, you know they just like make a snare on the head where it's just like oh this immigrant family came here and took the job that I should have. You know what I mean? Like one of those things. Yeah. Like because the world revolves around them apparently. Um, Jesus. And yeah. and you know what? I'm not gonna make excuses. I'm not. I I clearly I really don't want to know, like how shitty his life was 
I don't care. I don't care to know. Um, CP24 is going to do a great job of trying to humanize this fucking. Well, kid. I've heard. I didn't read into it and because other, I don't. I don't want to know yeah. about his. But that's what they're going to do. They're going to. They're no, going to yeah. like because again, we do this. Why do I sound surprised? I'm sorry if I sound surprised because I'm really not. But it's like, you know, you just know like people that look like this kid are going to be like, oh my god, how did one of ours go so crazy? Must be some mental illness. How did one of ours do this? And well, then they're going to try I and read. humanize and say like, you know, it's. He had a tough upbringing or whatever. I read a headline saying, oh, he and was other. a good kid. And it's but like, what? They're going to try and other these people. Like, right. oh, it's it's one of ours. And, you know, uh, you've heard me. I, I put him on speaker, but you've heard me with my conversations with Mike. And he compares racism as like the Olympics. Like this is white people and they're winning the sport of racism. Right. Uh, you know, and. Um, and. uh then it's like tribalism even if you don't want to be racist and even if you're somebody who claims they're not a racist they are always going to identify with what they who who they look like Mm -hmm. and otherize the you know other team that's the way it's going to be and so oh my god how would one of ours you know um freak out like that or or where did it go so wrong with one of ours right yeah, it's, they... it's I um don't want to talk about him anymore, but I'm just Fuck so. Do we have a name? I don't want to know his name. We don't know. We don't I don't care. care to know his name. I don't care. Um, but my heart just is shattered. Like it's just shattered. Yeah. Um, there is a uh, there is a GoFundMe for that family. Mm-hmm. Um, so I we'll post it in our story. I think mm-hmm. um, a lot. Um, we'll also post a story, um, in our story for ways to help the, to chem loops, uh, to succumpump. I know you spent a lot of time trying to. Lily actually saw me at lunchtime listening to a video and I played that section over and over again. Of how to pronounce. Chem loops to succumpump. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, the, the community in chem loops, BC, um, Mm -hmm. affected by, uh, the tragedy there. Um. Shall we move on to uh, what you've been up to for the last two weeks? Because there's a little bit of positivity that I wanted to mention. Okay. I mean, I guess if you want to go into your positivity, we can... Real quick, because we're at 40 minutes. Well, 36 minutes. Okay. So we'll spend five minutes here. Sure. Little positivity. We watched the first episode of Loki. Oh, That's awesome. Yeah, we did. So go ahead and watch that. It's It's always nice to have new Marvel shit coming out. It is. Um, And I think it's the first... This is one of the the better pacing episodes like if you're not one of those say. people where it's like you you have to watch like three of them in the season like this this will get you going in like the first episode also they did a great job with exposition didn't they yeah like obviously if you've watched other marvel movies um or watched all the marvel movies you'll you'll relate to it better and you'll be like oh that's cool but um they did a good job of catching casual people up i think you yeah, know enough i think so like um, um but yeah. We won't spoil it. No, we, we won't, won't talk we, about we it. But just watch it. Just watch it. Just it. Watch it. Awesome. Yeah, I think And then cool. we got Black Widow coming out. That's great. Anyway, um, other cool things is um, this Friday, we have uh, what a lot of reviewers are saying the best PS5 game to date coming out. And that is Cl- Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart. Ratchet & Clank has been a PlayStation IP for since the beginning. Hmm? And I wanted to mention it, even though I this is certainly not a video games podcast. I wanted to mention it because Insomniac Games, who made this video game, um, they have come out. Not, sorry, not the not like the head studios. It's not some PR statement, but a lot of the developers have come out on Twitter and stuff saying, "I can't believe we got this game shipped and that you guys all love it." There was absolutely no crunch whatsoever mm-hmm. with this game. Crunch. If you don't know what that is, it's um, the idea that, you know, these, uh, developers, writers, everybody involved with video game, they are like f- full sending, trying to finish this game on time that they're doing like, they're doing like, uh, you know, 12, 14, 16, sometimes full on 20 hour days at the office. And some people don't even leave the office for, for, for weeks. Mm-hmm. Lily's literally like peace signing <laughs> right now, um, because it's going to relate to Lily in a way. But no crunch. And how this differs from Cyberpunk 2077 was that Cyberpunk, their like managers said that there was no crunch. But all the developers came out and said, uh, no, you actually worked us to the fucking bone. 
and all the developers some of the developers of cyberpunk even leaked videos of bugs compilation videos that they've made <laughs> after the game came out like no because they apparently they knew their the game was going to be fucking buggy before it came out and they were trying to convince the the management team to not like to delay the game like we need more time but they said no ratchet and clank in the last year alone uh they remastered spider-man the the game of the year version of 2018 they remastered that for ps5 and made it a whole new game they made spider-man miles morales from scratch for ps4 and for ps5 and they're about to release possibly a game of the year contender all without crunch and even some of the some of the developers said well there were some times we stayed a few hours late after work just to finish up some like critical things we're working on but otherwise perfect development Mm -hmm. and that is fucking awesome so that deserves huge uh, commendment but it leads me to you crunch in some ways is expected from industries like video games or accounting right because you're dealing with deadlines and you're dealing with a lot of red tape and a lot of cross-functional like sales teams and, and other mar- departments that have to report back and you have to kind of receive all of their reports and reconcile it and blah, 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 blah. And you have to get it all in by a certain time to deal with auditors and stuff like that. Auditors so, also are a different thing, a different world in their own. They also have like different kind of tax season is there. Or, yeah. Or, uh, yeah. Anyways. My question to you was, how do you deal with the fact that this shit's kind of illegal? You know, due to labor laws says that you have the right to tell these people to fuck off. But also understand that, you know, your job is kind of an opportunity. Where is that line? And and that's that's just it, right? Like, I think it's um, it's something that's like been a part of not just the industry, but the uh, the field of study that. Yeah you're you're grinding in your young years you know what i mean and i feel like it's part of like the whole thing with boomers too saying oh work hard so that you can get into you know a good position blah 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 right like hustle now hustle now now. grind it out now or you, you you need to work to get to you know your place it it's a little bit of that but it's also a little bit of um you know it's just it's a part of a part of the field that i'm in like it, it sucks to suck that's literally what i'm gonna call it yeah because it's like i complain to you and i complain in general because i need to let it out because i can't do it obviously at work you know what i mean mm-hmm. um i know that people are tired and we're overworked and like it's also getting a little bit worse with the pandemic because there's no there's no hard line anymore with with home and and work right um and i'm not gonna bring up that saying again because i hate saying it now (laughs) um (laughs) it was a great opener it was a great opener yeah yeah, exactly um but now it's just like it i don't know there's there's a bur- there's gonna be a burnout point and I think everybody experiences it and I think that's that's what causes a lot of turnover in companies, um, mine included. So, the other way to look at it is, the world doesn't revolve around me. So even if I leave, there's still gonna be business as usual. That's that's the thing is um, right. I there's two like we'll attack it from the front end and the back end here. The front end is. You guys are severely understaffed, right? But my thing, trying to come to terms with with your position, and I have no right, but I am going to be your husband and I care. But it's like, let's be honest. Accountants don't bring money in to the business the same way people like me bring money into a business. Salespeople. So they're not going to try and invest in your departments. And so when your departments fall behind like this they're they're not trying to consider oh it's because they're understaffed they're not going to try and give you a budget to hire somebody else and so if you quit though where does that leave with leave them well somebody well they they already have budget for one person in your position we'll just fill your position they're not going to try to open up another one they'll they'll fill somebody in your position Mm -hmm. 
So then on the back end is what, what it like, do accountants have to fucking unionize? Like what is, what is the, the solution here? This goes back to, in my field of study, when we're young, we're taught that you take what you can get and you, you work at it. And too many so of someone, people like you believe in that bullshit. Not just someone like me, but if not, if not someone like me, then it'll be someone younger than me who's trying to prove yeah, their way. Yeah, who's been fed that same bullshit. And we'll, we'll, we'll do it. And so, you know what? So it's, a, it's that constant cycle. And I'm not saying it's right. And I'm not trying to defend it in any way, but that's but just, that's, the, fact that's just the fact of life. And that's exactly what was happening in the video game industry when right. they were talking about The Last of Us Part yeah, 2. Yeah, like it, and, it, it, you know, uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 is probably the worst. Yeah. Um, is that they don't even hire, like you're lucky, to be honest, from what I've read, you're lucky to even have a full-time job, a permanent position. Absolutely. And, that's, right? and I think that's what has gotten me to look at it from a different point of view because I used to struggle with looking at things from a pessimistic pessimistic point of view. We talked about it two months, two weeks ago. And I still do. <laughs> yeah, That's your trait. <laughs> so I, I'm trying to be better and I'm looking at it from being grateful or to be grateful about it. Now I'm, I'm starting to slip. I'm starting to slip a little bit where I'm like, where do I draw the line of being grateful and knowing my worth and yeah. knowing my mental health and, and physical health, right? Um, but but that's just the thing. Like, I I cannot afford to to give up a, a full-time job. I would love to. Here's looking yeah. at you, babe, my soon-to-be husband. <laughs> uh, um, I have a pretty good month ahead of me. So. <laughs> you can't just have pretty good months. You've got to have, have to be. you got to be double-stacked months for me to, to leave my job. Oh, so yeah. until that's an actual thing, whether you, you take on that role or I find something else, um, sucks to suck. And so, I, I know yeah. you hate hearing that, but... No, I, re- That's I the recognize reality the way of it, it is. right? Like, it, it is the way it is. You're you know? you're in a better shape than than like these video game animators and writers and and coders and stuff like that yeah. because they are like contract and they're all trying to. They all think, oh my god, my my chance. Like, I have a co- I have a, a six month contract with Naughty Dog or I have a six month contract with Rockstar. This is my chance, and they just kind of it's a revolving door. Absolutely. And at least you have. And it's not just. It's not just. You know, I think you're just talking about video games just because that's the topic that you were thinking about. Oh, but it's, about. it's a lot. It's everywhere. That's why I wanted right? to bring it up because I'm sure some of our listeners are dealing with this too. And, and it's a struggle to, you know, to, to find full-time jobs because so many different industries were affected. The, yeah. the restaurant sure industry. I'm sure teachers that had to settle for part-time gigs or, yeah. or supply gigs. I'm sure there's... Or supplies aren't even happening because it's, you know, things have to be moved online, right? Yeah. So... You know, restaurant businesses, not a thing. Hairstylists, like, not a thing right yes. now, right? Tattoo artists, not a thing. Like, that's where, for, for me, I just had to be grateful. You know, I had to pick one, and that, that was it. So it's like, with the world's going back, quotations back to normal, I, I hope companies can, can figure out that balance, but I'm, I don't know. So this this podcast is not meant to be unmotivating. This <laughs> like is our this is just a reality. This is our stress yeah. debriefer for the week. Yeah. Our midweek debriefer. The, so. I brought this up totally expecting Lily to not be like, guys, we can do this. Like, know your worth, quit your job if they're treating you like shit. It's like, no, sometimes we have to concede to the fact that this is the way it is. And um if I don't want my job, you know. Then and and this connects to the the, the, the fourth thing I wanted to talk about. Okay. And I know you said we shouldn't talk about it, but maybe I'll just sprinkle it in because it's not something we should discuss. But sure. Um, this goes to this connects to Kim's convenience, mm-hmm. and uh, and um, the whole thing with Kim's convenience. And I can talk about it more when I'm boozed up or something like that. But it's a, a lot of there's a story about typical like Asian representation or lack thereof, um, and that cbc the the company that that produces uh kim's convenience they would rather shut down the show than than continue to look for asian canadian people to write true asian canadian stories or experiences uh into the show 
and uh a lot of the stars i think there's um, there is a little bit no it. not just that there was a little bit more to that story there was there's a more. yeah there was a non um asian writer yeah um that was backfilling for the person that had left and then i'm trying to summarize it because okay, i really sure. don't want to get into okay. the story okay but i was i was reading um i was reading a twitter thread why do I do this to myself? But I was reading a Twitter thread as, uh, related to that. And it was because this post, this was posted on BlogTO, right? BlogTO got a hold of the story, of course, because it's a local story. And Mississauga's own Simu Liu was, was the main kind of like spokesperson on the side of, of the actors who had a beef with their own show um, and the producers mm-hmm. and the network. And they were like, um, like, why is this all coming out now that the show is canceled? Well, it's like, okay, have you considered that these guys had a job and, you know, they were, they were in a position that they couldn't say anything unless they wanted to lose their jobs? And then this fucking privileged person was like, um, I would have spoken up, you know, the conditions of my workplace and all that stuff. If I had a problem with it, I, I'd just leave. Well, then you have a whole conversation about, no, this is the only fucking job for Asian American actors yeah. or Asian Canadian actors. Um and then what basically as that thread kept going it boiled down to well um they can always just it, go to they can McDonald's. always just work at a fucking wendy's you know or a burger king if they don't want to work and do the job of the only can like you know asian canadian um job whatever and and compromise like it's all about compromise like you're you're being asked to be an, a, an asian canadian actor and do these overtly racist things apparently that was the beef that the actors had by the way in season yep. five yeah was that it was like overtly racist storylines mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that they should just suck it up lest they wanted to or like less uh Simulio wants to go back to working at deloitte or whatever it was yeah right so that's the fact of life you know what i mean is fuck sometimes you just got to do your job which sucks and and that's where i was talking to um talking to my therapist about uh this was that i think sometimes in life we just have a job's a job okay um we do we do sometimes like put too much emphasis on like you need to be passionate about what you do you need to you know have this dream life and whatever and, and I think I agree. Like, I think to an extent, you know, you should be enjoying what you do and it makes you happy. But it can also just be a job that you go to bring in money that so you that do you and that you, you leave it at the your, door. Yeah. And then so that, yeah, exactly. So that you can just finance your life. It doesn't have to necessarily be something you're, you know, like absolutely in love with or something that you've dreamt of doing when you were a child. Right. Yeah. Same goes with things that uh, kind of irritate me now, but not not really. That people think that they have to monetize everything too, like. Yeah. And what I mean by that is like their hobbies. You know what I mean? Like. Someone said, "If you're good at something, never do it for free." Yes, and yeah. that's that's something that like I'm I'm trying to. Sorry, no. No. Sorry, if if you're good at something. Sorry, if you if you enjoy something, keep it as a hobby. Don't make it your job. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, you're that's what op- I meant. Yeah, I'm the, the opposite. opposite. Yeah, yeah. Because a lot of the times, like, you know, creatives, and I think it's so great that a lot of small businesses, like, emerged out of 2020, and people, like, were so quick to, like, help out other people. But I also saw, like, so many, I don't want to say copies or copycats or whatever, but people just, like, monetizing, like, everything. Like, everything about their life just had to be, if I'm not doing something, like, if I'm not making money, then I'm not doing, you know, like, anything worth my time. And it's like, well, that's on you, but that's not everybody else. You know what I mean? Like, my time is in a different bucket than yours. Like, you know what I mean? I, I yeah. think it's hard. I, I no, think I think it, you're making great points. My problem yeah. with you is just that you don't have time to enjoy yourself because you've you've been at work and you're not getting paid anymore to keep working. That's the issue. Sounds like my husband's problem. <laughs> I'm joking. legitimately your problem. I'm just here. I After know. five o'clock, I 
Boot up Warzone with my boy Robbie. Yeah. And Tyler. Um, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, like I think it's it's something that needs to be talked about more. And I think, yeah. um, you know, like like I said, a job can just be a job. And that's that's okay too. Yeah. Um, well, I'll get there eventually. Yeah. Where? Yeah. Um, uh, you want to bring it home? Yeah. Yes. I, yeah. Sorry to make this such a huge. No, we're like... yeah. This is <laughs> Lily and I are rusty. It's been two weeks, but yeah. some, this is sometimes just what Lily and I talk about, like without microphones on. You know. Yeah. Just and we're not meant to be profound or smart or anything. No. We're not, and sometimes we don't even come to any worthwhile conclusions. We just talk it out. Exactly. Yeah. Shit. Sometimes life sucks. Yeah, life does suck. <laughs> um. Story time. Yes, but before story time, I just saw like a thing a couple of weeks ago. This was literally saved fourteen days ago, so exactly <laughs> two weeks uh, during our podcast. It's it's it was on our uh, dating advice. Oh. And it just says you can be the sweetest pe- peach on the tree, but some people just don't like peaches. Yeah. Whenever you feel down about dating, maybe the one you like doesn't feel the same, or you've been ghosted. Remember this quote. And I think that's just, you know, it was just kind of like a nice thing to like come by because it's like, I feel like with people, not just people, but maybe girls specifically, we, we want to be liked, right? And it sucks when, you know, someone you're talking to or whatever is, is not feeling the same way, but sometimes it's just that, right? Yeah. Like just, there's not it's just not right or meant to be but i don't know i just thought it was a sweet quote when i read it <laughs> but anyways i feel like you're like whatever you're like I'm not I don't impressed. no you're not impressed that's by not it, my but... peach yeah <laughs> but anyways am i the asshole yes. so am i the asshole for making my germaphobic husband change our son's diaper no but carry on yeah <laughs> my husband 27 and i 25 have a two-month-old together he does everything almost except changing diapers he's a hardcore germaphobe so i handle the dirty part of our son's care so my husband's been pestering me about the f- uh, faces i make when changing our son's diaper telling me to smile all the time i told him to leave me alone it's easy for him to what say what the hell stop right there yeah that's an asshole thing to do yeah already the husband's the asshole yeah I know. Like, I, I haven't. On. I haven't read this yet. I'm just reading For this the off sake the bat. Of story time. We have to keep listening, but already uh, my mind's kind of made yeah. up. So that's what the fuck. I told him to leave me alone. It's easy for him to say when he's not the one dealing with the smell. And God, but every time when my when I'm in the middle of changing uh, diapers, my husband would show up out of nowhere like he busted me or something and tell me that the faces I make have an impact on our son's emotional state and should smile. He'd motion with his hand like, be smile. I don't know why it's written this way. Maybe this English is not their first language. Um, I told him to leave me alone. He knows how difficult this is for me, but does nothing to help. Instead, he just mocks me and keeps pestering me. I said if he ever tries to hassle me again, that the just smile bullcrap, then he'll start handling diaper change. Well, last night at around 9 o'clock, he was in the kitchen um, already eating dinner without me and not waiting while I was getting ready to change my son's diaper. Also rude. (laughs) Um, (laughs) He came into the room with his mouth full of food and once again commented about how my face looked and reminded me to smile and show love and to stop causing harm to our son's emotional health. I snapped. I walked up to him and told him um, that he ran out of chances to stop his annoying behavior and that he should start handling diaper changes from now on, and we'll see how big his smile will be. His tone changed, and he said that we both agreed that I'd be handling diaper change even before our son was born, and that I already know too well what the reason is. He's a germaphobe, yes, but he's also a parent. What type of parent would not change their baby's diaper? I handed him the stuff and asked him to enjoy while I kept... Um, standing to watch to see how he'd do it. It took him forever, and as, as I expected, he made all the types of disgusted and grossed-out faces, and for a minute, I thought I was going. he was going to throw up. He was finished. He said he lost a smiling contest with, the, with those faces that he made. He was pissed and rushed to wash his hands, complaining about how I'm trying to get him to do everything, and that I everything. ruined his appetite by having him uh, experience that. This I, guy sounds like a bitch. I replied that he... St- Still ain't seen nothing yet, and that since he wants us to have four kids, how will be he handling the other three? He said that he changed his mind and he only wants two, but still, oh. my point stands. <laughs> I will put you through one more. Yeah. 
This guy's a bitch. He tried to argue that I'm not taking his germophobia seriously and what I forced him to do wasn't cool. He's been upset since then. Am I the asshole? Look, I don't I don't ever like to victim blame, but on at some level you got to take responsibility here. This woman married that? See, that's another thing. It's also like Like this ha- clearly this conversation happened before. We've we're having that conversation. You think I'm not going to change my baby's diaper? I fucking will. I know you will. Like, and I will make you. Yeah. I just You think... don't have to make me. It's just, like, something you have to fucking do. Yeah. But... That's, here, that's a layup. My dad where... quit smoking yeah, I know. cold turkey just because he wanted to be a dad. The least I could do is change a fucking diaper. That's here's a layup. Here's where we're going to have to fight each other, though. What are we going to oh. do if our baby yaks? Sorry, not our baby. Our child. That's a fact of life. I know, but I'm going to yak too. I'm going to yak while like... Th- so they're going to like yak in the blanket and I'm going to do... I'm going to yak in the blanket while bringing it to like the bathtub and to like to wash it or something. <laughs> like I can just I've, see I, it. I've dealt with you yakking. Yeah, I know. Hundreds of times. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. I've only... Dozens of times. There you thrown go. Thrown up like twice since we've been together. That's a lie twice and i can name them once when i like first drank which was like when i was 20 and two was my girl's night out that you had to pick me up from <laughs> didn't you yeah that a was the same since? no that was the same time oh but anyways no but but no but the first time counts for many times because i just kept yakking that yeah. doesn't count and i was no. there with you the whole time okay so that's whatever. but anyways that's yeah just, that just but happens. as a parent I understand, like, separating duties, like, you know, like, if... Sorry, I'm just thinking of of a kid, our, our little our little boy, coming up to our bedroom door. I'd be like... The I... light's behind him, so it's just a silhouette. You don't see his face. He's holding his blankie. He's going, I foo up. Yeah. <laughs> That's cute. And I'm going to literally turn over and be like, it's your turn. So, like... Fine. Yeah. I can understand being a germaphobe. Okay. Can that's also it. I, I I know germaphobes. That's kind of a bitchy reason though. This is a product of you and yeah. your spouse. You, you like This is you, not You've watched four Christmases. You know, like you've you like you've you've seen every TV show and movie. You know how kids are and you wanted four of them and you're not going to do you're not going to change any of their diapers. Well, not even just that. It's the fact that it's like if you're a germaphobe, fine. Like, whatever. You, you may not even want to, like, help your sick wife. But not help your child. Your child? Your child. Kind of, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's... What and- kind of... Like, I think about people who who uh, who talk about their estranged fathers going, like, he didn't even change my diaper. Yeah. Or mothers talking about the... Uh, talking to the child about their fathers. He never changed your diaper. Own up, dude. Yeah guy's a bitch i'm i'm sure the comments are unanimous well yeah most people are just like yeah not the asshole um clearly he needs therapy like you know you're, you're being fair and i think you know the the large part of it too is just that like the fact that he just like was was nagging her about trying to smile about it like yeah, what the fuck the... like you're you're actually like just rubbing it into her face so yeah i, I was would... gonna say the post should have been more like is my yeah. husband the asshole for telling me to smile more when i change mm-hmm. my wife's or my child's diaper yeah yeah, I Jesus think Christ. he was being a. I don't know. This guy's a also, oh, here, princess. this is actually an interesting one. The uh, oh. comment: um, Why is a germaphobe walking with a mouthful of food into a room where feces is being dealt with? Anyways, not the asshole. He needs to deal with his irrational phobia so he can uh, fu- more fully participate in parenting. If he was a uh, agoraphobic, what is that? Agoraphobic. Agoraphobic. Oh, I don't. Like fear of the hell is that? Yeah, as I said. Is that bloody? No. Um. Feces. Uh, okay, agoraphobic. Based on the definition, seems like you're just afraid of being afraid. Okay. <laughs> Would 
you allow him to stay at home with your child uh, for your child's entire life, miss school recitals and soccer games and family vacations, or would you expect him to uh, actually seek therapy? Okay, so I think people are just trying to say, like, you know, if he can't even handle a diaper change, that means he can't be a parent because that yeah, means the mom up. has to be there at all times, right? Which yeah, is fair, right? That's, like, that's, that's, not fair. that's not that's not possible. This guy sounds um, like a bitch. And, and, and... Uh, that's actually an interesting comment about him like walking around with food it just sounds like his his uh germophobia is like my my reluctance to eat vegetables or something it's like it's just like (laughs) i don't want to do it i just don't want it yeah yeah Um, fuck this guy yeah i thought it was just a funny title to read and this has been my least enjoyable episode to make by the way just we were talking about like tragedies and then this fucking asshole that doesn't change his kids diapers i should have found a funnier one but you know some things just aren't funny (laughs) and then your job i haven't seen you in like two weeks well i wanted to play okay well yeah this weekend our anniversary weekend yes (laughs) but anyways thanks for listening it's good to be back um and yeah we love you guys uh shout out to uh ireland listener one do we have that anymore i don't look at the stats okay bye also check out uh check out my buddy's podcast as well uh one ill radio tyler o'neill to listen to some cool mixes yes all right love you guys bye